It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Wednesday, December 1st, 2021. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Three new coronavirus cases were reported in Sitka on Monday, according to data from the Alaska Department of Health and Social Services. The new cases bump Sitka's weekly case count up to nine. That means Sitka is back in high alert and the community's mask mandate is back in effect for public indoor spaces. The alert level has been shifting from high to substantial to moderate for the last couple of weeks. Since the pandemic began, Sitka has recorded 1,238 coronavirus cases, 25 hospitalizations, and five deaths. 183 new coronavirus cases were reported in Alaska on Monday, continuing a downward trend in positive cases statewide. Electric customers in Petersburg and other southeast communities experienced power outages Tuesday as bad weather hit this part of the panhandle. The lights went out community-wide in Petersburg a little after 12.30 p.m., and service was restored on standby diesel generators by 1.30 to 2 p.m. KSTK in Wrangell reported trees knocked over in multiple locations and power out in that community as well. A caller from Whale Pass on Prince of Wales Island also told KFSK electricity was out there too. Petersburg Utility Director Carl Hagerman reports a sudden and strong windstorm hit Wrangell, taking down power lines, including some that interrupted the supply of hydroelectricity to Petersburg. Hagerman says three power poles on Wrangell Island on the transmission line, owned by the Southeast Alaska Power Agency, were knocked over in the storm. He says there's no timetable yet for completing repairs. That will leave the community relying mostly on more costly diesel generators for the moment. This part of Southeast saw heavy rain and strong winds on Tuesday. Last month, Sitka's municipal clerk attended the Alaska Association of Municipal Clerks Conference, where she earned the prestigious Clerk of the Year Award. KCAW's Catherine Rose spoke with Sarah Peterson about how she keeps the city's wheels turning in the time of COVID. Sitka's City Hall looks like what you'd expect for a local government building. Clean floors, beige walls, it's perfectly pleasant, but nondescript. Walk into Municipal Clerk Sarah Peterson's office on the second floor, and it's like going from Kansas to Oz. The walls are lined with flowers, quilts, and bright paintings, and colorful metal sculptures of dogs guard Peterson's desk. I love color. Um, Folks that know me, uh, they tease me about that, my husband especially. He's like, oh wait, I forgot, it has to be cheery for you. (laughs) Peterson is a longtime city employee. She's worked everywhere, from the hospital lab to the planning department. She took the helm of the clerk's office in 2015. Peterson does everything from records management to making sure assembly meetings run smoothly to running the city's elections every year. I've actually used that phrase, herding cats. (laughs) Yes, it's a lot of, um, you know, I feel like I need to be organized and lots of task lists and calendars and making sure, you know, that we've got this work session scheduled and I coordinate with those folks. Yeah, lots of orchestrating between Departments. The work takes a great deal of organization and a lot of patience, but it's a juggling act that Peterson does with grace week to week. I really enjoy working um, with the public and helping, and it's never it's never boring. <laughs> That's especially true over the last couple of years. The coronavirus pandemic has been a challenge for local governments. Early on, Peterson had to figure out how to facilitate remote meetings without stifling the public process. And public meetings have become more contentious across Alaska, with hotly contested COVID policies debated at city council tables, leading to lots of long, late-night meetings. I've never seen a person 
work harder than Sarah has over the past year, year and a half. City Administrator John Leach says not only did Peterson figure out how to make public meetings accessible for everyone during the early months of the COVID pandemic, but she also took a prominent role on the city's emergency response team. Not only did she figure that piece out, but she kept a smile on her face and took on extra tasks. Um, Sarah was very, very busy working as the public information officer for us in the Emergency Operations Center. You know, she amazes me with her her stamina through all of that. I don't think there's a person more deserving of that award than Sarah. Peterson was pleasantly surprised when she received Alaska's Clerk of the Year Award in November. She says being honored among her colleagues was meaningful, and the conference itself was cathartic. After such a busy year, Peterson says her cup was a little empty. Spending time with municipal clerks from around the state filled it back up. When I was receiving my award, people were hooting and hollering, and I was like, oh my goodness. So, yeah, it's a really fun group of people, and to talk with them and to, you know, share our experiences and what did you do here and what ideas do you have going forward, and it was just, it was, it kind of filled my cup up. In Peterson's free time, she takes care of her three dogs, her fur babies. And this year, she started riding horses every week. It's a way to decompress after a lengthy assembly meeting. Like her warm and welcoming office, horseback riding, to use Peterson's term, is a pocket of sunshine she's found. And if Sitkins are looking for their own pockets of sunshine, Peterson has some ideas. I know, you know, we have a lot of vacancies on our boards and commissions, and I, you know, the world is... A little strange right now and lots going on, but I just encourage folks to still, you know, if they're interested to pursue that and there's always little pockets of sunshine you can find. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Katherine Rose. Salmon processors in Bristol Bay are boosting the prices per pound for sockeye amid favorable markets. Preliminary data released by the Alaska Department of Fish and Game suggests better prices and increased demand over 2020's salmon season. That improvement extends beyond Bristol Bay, as more fisheries across the state had better harvests this year. As KDLG's Tyler Thompson reports. Processors like Silver Bay Seafoods and Peter Pan Seafoods have adjusted its ex-vessel price, or price per pound for sockeye this fall. Silver Bay is now paying out $1.45 per pound of sockeye to fishermen, a 20-cent increase from the previous total of $1.25. Both processors are also offering more money for better quality fish. Abby Frederick is a spokesperson for Silver Bay. Obviously, the base price comes out earlier in the season, And so now that we can see where it's at, where sales are going, and have a really confident look at where things are at, we're just excited to kind of celebrate that with our fleet. Peter Pan Seafoods is also upping its base price by 20 cents to $1.45 per pound, according to a statement from spokesperson Becca Polipchuk. There are notable increases compared to last year. According to preliminary data released in November from the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, the region's final adjusted price in 2020 was $1.06. Bristol Bay Regional Seafood Development Association CEO Andy Wink says the COVID-19 pandemic and poor salmon runs made last year unusual. The other thing that COVID did was it created a massive increase in just general business risk. If we all think back to March, April, May of 2020, we didn't know what the next two weeks were going to look like. It makes it very difficult for a business to make long-term plans for the next 
three months, six months, year. And so that affects how buyers buy. It affects sales strategies, inventory strategies, all of that. Sockeye supply declined by 23% in 2020. Wink says if you exclude Bristol Bay, 2020 was one of the lowest harvests since 1979. Some years you could have other species not doing as well. And so, you know, just not as much product, not as much revenue to work with that year. So that's hard to say what sort of impact that has exactly, but it's not great if you're trying to run a processing business and, you know, fishermen and processors are linked pretty closely, right? What what affects one affects the other. But this year, preliminary data suggests that global sockeye production is up by 10% or 330 million pounds. That's attributed not only to Bristol Bay, but better runs and harvests outside of the region. In Alaska, estimated total harvest went from 517 million pounds of sockeye in 2020 to 858 million in 2021. A few areas more than doubled their harvest per pound this year, including Southeast and Prince William Sound. Bristol Bay's harvest was consistent with last year's total at 200 million pounds. On top of the better salmon runs and harvests, the demand for sockeye in the U.S. is also on the rise. Wink says more retailers are starting to carry sockeye, and the rise in demand is driving up the price. For example, Bristol Bay's first wholesale value for frozen headed and gutted salmon through the months of July and August are up by $1 at $4.33 per pound, while frozen fillets are up by 75 cents. Typically, they'll either sell it frozen or they'll slack it out and sell it uh, out of their case as a chilled product. And so, you know, the more stores that are doing that, the more demand that there's going to be out there. People that have Costco near them probably have have seen Sockeye in Costco, um, as well as Sam's Club and a lot of the other places, right? But that's probably not something that was there several years ago, you know, on a year-round basis. Overall, it's estimated that seafood processors paid fishermen working in Alaska a total of $643 million this year. That's more than double last year's total. Bristol Bay leads all areas with a value of $248 million, which is about 40% of the statewide total. It was also a record year for salmon runs in the bay, with 65.8 million fish. Next year could also be another record year for Bristol Bay. Fish and Game's preseason forecast predicts a run of 75.2 million fish. In Dillingham, I'm Tyler Thompson. Taking a look at the community calendar. The Sitka Fish and Game Advisory Committee holds a public meeting at 6 p.m. today via Zoom, and the Sitka School Board meets at 6 p.m. today at Harrigan Centennial Hall. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.